As hey everyone, here we are with our weekly Cover Three Athletics recap podcast. As we're just going to recap how our Whippeal champions fared in their respective state semifinals. As this week, yes, we will have two podcasts again as well have, as we'll have another one later in the week to break down the six state title games. So let's just let's not waste any time. So five A Penn Trafford taking on Exeter. As far as I mean, history, this is the first, I mean, big grab for Penn Trafford, first time, Whippeal Champs, first time in the state tournament. And it was kind of business as usual for them. It just took a little bit longer. As before we get started, there's going to be one big theme that's going to be seen in all these games, and just how it's just the nature of football. Normally you hear football's a game of inches, blah, 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 which it is. It, it does come down to it. But honestly, Football's a game of a momentum more than anything else, in my opinion, and this showed it. As I mean, in most of these games, momentum, just the swings. Thankfully, for the most part, one of the Whippeal champs ways across these six brackets. But it just it just kind of evident. So we'll get started with how that happened for Penn Trafford. So early on, Penn Trafford had a big kick return. What would have been the first touchdown was negated by a penalty. Nathan Schlesinger delivered a 38-yard kick, 3-0 Warriors. They got the ball right back, only to then fail on fourth down their own territory. The short field allow Exeter, Exeter, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, to go ahead on 24-yard touchdown. And the Warriors again faced another fourth down predicament. You lay in the first quarter down 7-3. But on, but this was really kind of a huge, and this was the momentum change early as on the last play of the first quarter. Jake Otto laid out on a fourth and five to haul in a seventeen. I'm sorry, to haul out a huge catch that got the ball at Exeter's seventeen yard line. Two plays later, it'd be green to green. Conlon, the recipient of a five-yard touchdown pass from Carter, in less than a minute, the second quarter, the Warriors went up ten-seven. And then moments later, Liam Heilman would have an interception that would set up a Kadiak and Melly three-yard run. And then, and then just a backbreaker in between that Yakimelli busts free for a 75-yard scoring run. The Warriors have another interception towards the end of the half. Their return will allow Schlesinger to add another field goal. And all of a sudden, a couple splash plays by the defense of Yakimelli. Penn Trafford had 24 unanswered points. They would lead the game 27-7 at the half. And they never looked back as it would be green to Yakimelli on a 15-yard in the third quarter. And then, and then Ian Demery, Tyoka Man, touchdown runs. I'm sorry, well, they traded touchdown runs. Demery for Penn Trafford. In the fourth, as Penn Trafford cruises to win 49-14. And then Dreamer continues for Yakimelli and the boys as they're going to the state title game. But again, the momentum. You know, you, you fail on fourth down your own end. You're down 7-3. You face a fourth and five in Exeter territory late first quarter. That's the situation with Jake Otto. You know, it's been more about defense than he has been called for offense this year. But it's one of those things, Pinchard also not really into passing it a whole lot. But a situation where someone had to step up and make a play, Otto does that with a huge diving grab, led, led to the go-ahead touchdown, and then him out of the defense, step it up. Two picks, Yakimelli with a big touchdown, just like he did at Hines. And that's how the game flipped in a matter, you know, the, you know basically a half quarter. Um, and then looking at Yakimelli ran for 139 on the night. Penn Trout had four interceptions as a defense. 
and a total of Yakamillion four touchdowns, three of them rushing. Carter Green threw for two scores. So Pentraver wins 49-14. Off to Hershey they go for the first time ever. They'll face the Philly Power. I'm a I'm Hotep Charter. And I give that'll be Friday night. Now I'll switch to four A. The Aliquip equips taking on Jersey Shore because Jersey Shore made the Hershey last year. Took TJ to the wire, but came up short. And well, the first five series for the Quips was a disaster. No first downs, no points. It was 21 yards. And they were in a 10-0 hole. Jersey Shore showing the experience from a year ago. But then the Quips, they didn't, they they got going. As Al Quipa closed the first half. On yes, you're going to hear these numbers correct. A 20-play 87-year drive that took off the remaining 5-12, and the Quips got on the board, went on the final play of the half on a fourth and goal from the one. Star freshman Taqui Hayes dives in for the Quip touch. I made a 10-7, and again, game-shifting momentum in the course of a grueling 20-play, 5-plus-minute drive. And again, a fourth and goal play that Jersey Shore stops or something doesn't go out of his way there. Who knows this one I want to turn but that, the whole sequence... Might have been, been just grueling, but just old school fashion and awesome to watch. Got the clips on the board, gave them momentum. And then you come out in the second half, first play of scrimmage, Quinn and Good to Tajir Thornton, who goes 83 yards of the house, and also has 14 10 quips. And then about three minutes later, Jersey Shore, you know, try to get something going, but Cameron Lindsay with a little 14 yard pick six. And then Jersey Shore, Jersey Shore to quickly punt. And then Sire Clark fielded that punt, took a 94 yards to the house. All of a sudden, in a six-minute span, the Quips had 20 points. Well, they scored 20 points. They'd be up 27 to 10. As Jersey Shore would answer with the touchdown later in the quarter, to, to which you know, which would make a two-score game in the fourth quarter, is all out. Quipa to Hayes broke free for for a 37-yard run, and then Clark had a 25-yard pick six to ice it. Alquipa. Flips it around the end. went 41-16. They win. That was the final there. As Quinn and Good threw for 206 yards on the day as well to get them going. You know, just like that, get momentum. I mean, the Quips just got back to basics. And again, I mean, the key, I mean, honestly, you know, definitely gave them life with the 20-play touchdown drive. But you come out in the second half, you need a spark to keep it going. You get the big catch off until you're Thornton. And then, you're, and then your defense special team just turned the game around with your seniors. Because Thorne's a senior, Sire Clark's a senior. Guys making big plays in big games. Alquipa going back to Hershey. First time since 2018, trying to become another title. State title, that is. To their 18th Whippeal crown. Class 3A, Central Valley. 25 straight wins. Trying to get 26, they did that. As they go back to Hershey for the third straight year. And they'll face Wyoming missing for the second year in a row. Who they'd be as such a valley beat them last year is the Warriors. It wasn't easy, but they take down Marsburg Central 35-21. It was again, it was a compelling game because Marsburg Central had the big passer and Jeff Hanstein who got some numbers. But the key for the Warriors, they didn't go with the big play. They made them work for it. But it wasn't easy. Central Valley was challenged in this one, as they kind of hurt themselves early on. As on the second play of the game, they fumbled it. Short field, quick touch and pass. It was seven nothing Martinsburg Central. But then the Warriors responded to those late in Alexander, who had a night, scored on a three yard run early, second quarter to tie it up. 
Then after a stop, they drove down the field and Antoine Johnson had a one-yard keeper that made it 14-7. And then right, and then right at the end of the half, Javon Thompson had a 73-yard catch and run for the score. They get a 21-7, but they weren't safe because then we go into the third quarter. A little, a little pick six from Warrensburg got them within a score again. They got another stop. They had an opportunity with the high-powered offense to try to tie it up. Only, though, to fumble it away. And Matt Merritt goes 75 yards to the house. A scoop and score made it 28-14. And, again, Warrensburg was on the move. An opportunity to tie it. Coughs it up. Fourth quarter, though, they go. They get the touchdown. They make it back to seven. Only four, though. Shortly after that, Landon Alexander busts free for a 98-yard touchdown that iced it. The Warriors came with one more stop, and Sean Fitzsimmons, who had three more sacks, fittingly so, had one of the game's final play to wrap it up. And just like that, though, Sundra Valley wins this one 35-21. And the key was, though, was, it was, it was after Martinsburg caught cut to seven, they got a defensive stop, and then Martinsburg went 19 plays, 84 yards, but the Warriors' defense had a huge goal line stand to deny Martinsburg, which is over two minutes ago, and then that's when Landon Alexander had the 98-yard score and to ice the victory. So, talk about momentum, but this, I mean, this one, more about grit. Because Central Valley, during this during this run over the last three years, where they've got three Whitfield titles, you've seen this program get back, honestly, raise the bar. Because like, they started in 2010 with the Whitfield title as a Cinderella run. And, I mean, really before realignment happened, they were always in the mix in AAA. They were always one of the top four. And then realignment happened. You know, they had a little bit of a rough patch. But then this program was kind of, you know... Where you know, kind of in that flooding around where they're going, a young team grew up quickly. 2019, they went on the run. They did. They took care of business to win the Whitfield Crown in overtime. They come back last year with the, with the with the loaded senior class they had, the talented juniors that had experience. They repeat. They redeem themselves in Hershey by winning it. And then honestly, this year, now these now these guys who are three some four year starters slash contributors. It's their team. They've gone this incredible run to go through three Pete the Whippy on 3A. And now they go back to Hershey for a third straight year trying to get another state crown. So it's a phenomenal run. And honestly, look at the two the two stars, Landon Alexander and Sean Fitzsimmons. And congrats to Fitzsimmons for winning the Bill, the Bill Freilich Award on Saturday for the top lineman in the Whippy Old. Congrats to him. You know, but in addition to these two stars... It's it's really just a deep senior laden team who's had plenty of ex- plenty of experience and has kept the motivation on. There's a lot to be excited about, and again they get one more show to do it. You know next Saturday afternoon trying to get another state crown, and they'll do it against Wyoming, who they beat a year ago. Comes in at 15 and 0, should be another hard fought game. And by the way, Aliquippa will face Bishop McDevitt on Thursday night in Hershey. I didn't say that prior. So, Central Valley wins 35-21. They go back to Hershey. Landon Alexander paced them 280 yards on the ground. Also, the 98-yard touchdown iced it. As Antoine Johnson, who's grown, throws for 107 yards.
And then two-way semifinal, Sarah Catholic took on Farrell. And the Eagles' defense is what's gone to this point. I mean, their defense has been historically great during the Whippeal playoffs. And it didn't change in the state semis. They forced five more turnovers. Farrell, Farrell also commits 15 penalties in this game. As the Throwbrook's nine-yard run... I'm actually Terrell Booth. My apologies. Terrell Booth, nine-yard run, tied up at six in the first quarter. In the second quarter, Farrell Fisher had a four-yard run after Farrell botch on a punt. The Eagles gave up a 50-yard touchdown pass. And then, lay, and then, like I said, lay in the half. Farrell had a chance. The game tied. I'm sorry, it was 13-12. But then Jaden Williams with a 43-yard pick six for Sarah Dewing again. Gave them a 20-12 halftime lead. Come out in the second half. Defenses reign supreme. It was a physical, grueling game. Fourth quarter, though, another big touchdown connection. 65 yards for Farrell. Got to 20-18. They failed on another conversion to keep it that way. And then just when Sarah desperately needed plays, to this point in the second half, Sarah was minus 7 total offense until seniors connected with three years' experience. Max Rocco to Javon Campbell Holt, who raced 68 yards to the house, made it a 9-point game as Picture point was good, and then Sayers' defense, when it had to, came up with the came up with the clutch stops. As the final eight and a half minutes, Sarah' defense clamped down and pulled away to secure it. Sarah wins this one. Sarah Catholic 27 to 18 winners. They're going to Hershey, and they will face the mighty Southern Columbia Tigers from the east side of the state, who are looking to do more damage. Is that game? That game, I believe, will be early on Friday afternoon. We go to 1A. Bishop Cayman trying to continue his dream season, taking on Red Bank Valley in the first half. Cayman got off to a strong start. It's Jason Cross. Xavier Nelson connected on a 77-yard touchdown pass. And then Cross had a one-yard keeper early in the second quarter to make it 14-0. But, the Red, but then Red Bank Valley out of District 9, gone moving and laying the half. Bryson Bain on a five-yard keeper to make it 14-7. We go into the second half. Third quarter came open with a lengthy drive. It's, everything was clicking. I mean, it just was kind of going their way. They removed the ball, and it seemed like one of those drives was going to kind of put the game out of reach, put them in control. Only though, Chris Marshall had other ideas as he stepped in front of a crossing pound. Marshall picks off and takes a 98 yards of the house. So a pick six tied the game up at 14. That, and that really just shifted. You could feel it. I mean, that's the game we went to. And you could just kind of feel it in the air, seeing on both sides. The game totally shifted on that one play. Especially when the next series, shortly into it, Crossway picked off again. Grant the Crusader Davids got a quick stop. And then they got the, the odds was moving on the ground. Only for then Jane Torres to fumble around in field. Remick Valley would capitalize on this one as they had a third along. But then that's when Bain finds Aiden Ortiz for a 21-yard gain. They put the ball at 25-yard line. Four plays later, Brendan Schecken-Grost went in on a three-yard run to make it 21-14. to And they came, and they just couldn't get out of their own way. That boy's the all just couldn't get drives. The defense did everything it could to keep it in the game, as that was early in the fourth. But then Red McVillian went on a lengthy drive, which is still were seven minutes left. They, they had a field goal try. The kick was no good. So Caven had its moment, but... Back-to-back Bulldog sacks resulted in a safety with five minutes to go. The main and nine-point game. The Bulldogs milked enough clock off. And then late, the freshman quarterback, Olszewski, for Cayman gets picked off. Dice it. Renbank kills the clock, and they move on. Renbank Valley 
steals this one 23-14. And they will face Bishop Guilfoyle of Atuna to start off the action Thursday afternoon in Hershey. As Canavan, still a heck of a season, but four turnovers, 16 penalties for over 120 yards. Basically copped him and outdid him. And fun fact, Red Bank Valley out of D9 is the first D9 champion to make the state title game since Smithport since Smithport in, in 1992. So, honestly, first time for Red Bank Valley going there. First time I'm off of that district. So, And again, you know, we were there, so we got it. They earned it. I mean, Red Bank Valley flipped the game around. Again, the Chris Marshall pick six flipped the entire game around. It's just one of those things where if Canva could have got points, they'd go by two scores. The way they're playing defense, and the way they still play defense after that. But at the end of the day, it's, it's a game of plays, it's a game of momentums, and Redwing Valley and Marshall made it when they had to have it. And then last but not least, the 6A semifinal. Mount Lebanon, that game was on Saturday. They took on State College. And the Blue Devils, they wasted absolutely no time in taking control of this one. And who else would you expect? Is Eli Heinrich got going as right off the bat Heiderick on a screen pass went 68 yards to the house 20 seconds in the game of 7-0 Malibo after a quick stop Heiderick would go in on a deep ball and take a 67 yards to the house that made it 14-0 after State College mounted a touchdown drive Malibo answered right backs they went down the field Joey D to Alex Texca 4 yards for the score that made it a 21-7 game the ensuing state college possession, Tesco forced a fumble, recovered it, and then moments later, Tesco scored a tear down that made a 28-7 mile limited. That pretty much put the game out of reach, especially when Heinrich caught, up, caught touchdowns of 15-13 yards from Joey D. That made a 42-14 at the half. And in the third quarter, Heinrich takes the New York's pass 48 yards to the house. The extra point was going to make it a 49-14, and that put the mercy one into effect. Running clock, it was over with this... As um, the state college added a pair of fourth court touchdowns against Malam and backups, but it didn't matter. Malam wins 49-28 the final, and Malam who eight-time Whippeal champs, first title in 21 years, first time they were in the state tournament, going to Hershey. And honestly, the defense for Malam has been phenomenal all season, and it's just a really good senior team that Bob Palco is building his three years. But also, you look at the big three, the triplets, as Heiderick, eight grabs. 264 yards, five touchdowns. He also ran for 63 yards. And then Joey Daniels threw for 277 and six scores. The other ones went to Alex Texka, who had two catches for 11 yards. Texka had a rushing touchdown and 109 yards on the ground as well. So Matt Lebanon moving on, and they'll be in the Saturday night heavyweight 6A title game against, you guessed it, St. Joe's Prep, who demolished previous unbeaten in Garnet Valley to get there. So that is that. So congrats to our five Whitfield champions that won their state semifinal and have moved on to the state championships, which again, we'll have six state title games in three days in Hershey. It'll be a day-night doubleheader each way. It's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So... And we'll see. I mean, since realignment six classes, this is the first time the Whitfield has sent five champions. That's the crazy thing about this. Six state title games, five Whitfield champions featured. Absolutely insane. Of course, the exception being the one-in game, as hats off to Canavan on, a real, on an incredible season. 
and they have nothing to be ashamed about at all. And think about them, two years ago they were a one-win team. So not too bad going in two years from one win, an afterthought, uh, you know, I think they won 12 games this year, and I don't see a Whitfield title. So not too bad for them, but we'll see who it is, guys, as we will talk in a couple of days to break down the state title games and go over that. I hope you guys enjoy this. As of course, check us out on the web, cover3athletics.worksite.com slash westpa for our website. Check to find Cover3Athletics on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram for a bunch of featurettes as our, as our brother blog, Brentero's World of Sports. has a lot of player featurettes, interviews, and good stuff, good content. So follow us there as well. Of course, our anchor links on our website that has this podcast and all the other ones to listen to. And everything else is looked available. So we'll see you guys in a couple of days to preview the, the action in Hershey. Until then, take care. I'll see you guys soon.